Turn up, tune in, get loose. Culture gang for the king, yeah, we make a moves. Yeah. Talk it every day, yeah, we bring the good news. Culture gang, culture gang, we ain't never finna lose. Culture gang, what up? Culture gang, what up? Culture gang, culture gang, yeah, yeah, that's us. Culture gang, what up? Culture gang, what up? Do it now, tune in, culture gang, what's up? <laughs> yo, <laughs> yo, <laughs> oh, I was having problems with the mic. I was about to start talking, and all y'all was gonna see was lips moving and nothing happening, no sound, no audio, no nothing. That's how we start Black History Month, right, y'all. That's how we start Black History Month. Yo, what's going on? This is the Culture Gang Podcast Show. Yes, gang. sir. Gang, gang, gang is in the. Yo, we got to get an applause joint, man. Yeah, we got to get that applause joint. We got to get that applause button going again, man. We got we to gotta get that gotta get that going. But anyways, yo, yo, Culture Gang is in the building, man. I am DJ Coldplay, and I have my esteemed brothers who I cannot do this show without, man. Me by myself is just a drag. It just be, be all energy, no content, no nothing. It would just be me smiling and making a bunch of noise. I need brothers. I need brotherhood. So to my left, maybe to your right, is my guy, P-Y-N-C-K. Speak to the people, my guy. Yo, culture gang, culture fam, what's up? What's up, man? We we missed y'all. You know, we, we you know, last episode was something. You know, I'm just going <laughs> to. Yeah, we just, we just going to leave it at that. We just going to leave, <laughs> gonna leave it at that. We just going to um, leave it at no, that. It was all good, though. But, you know, look, man, looking forward. You know, we got a lot of good things on on tonight's podcast. Some good things coming up. Yo, I'm I'm I'm, I'm here, yo. I'm here. We here. We here now. We here now. Also, to the bottom of me is my other guy, the general, as he, as he's known to us, me and Pyn is is the guy who keeps us in line. Big Ra. Let's talk to the people, Big Ra. Roski. Yo, what's up? What's up, Culture Fam? We are back again. Oh man, uh, it feels like it's been a while because we had the, the ladies on last week, but um, it was it was it was fire. It was fire. Uh, Definitely fire. So we're back. The gang is back, man. I'm excited. We got a really, really, really special episode in line tonight, and I'm excited, man. Let's do it, Culture Gang. Culture Gang, yeah, man. Shout out to our wives, man. Shout out to our wives for that last show, man. They people still talking about this show. People yeah. still talking about this show, man. I mean, it's only right. Uh, I'm Chocolate Daddy. Uh, CK is Nerd Man, and, and and we got Rob Bear. So yeah. <laughs> so yeah. So uh, you know, this is Choc. This is Chocolate Daddy coming to you. <laughs> Yo, if that's not a real DJ name right there, <laughs> so yeah, y'all 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 may hear. What up, sis? Uh, y'all, y'all may hear, y'all may hear, Chocolate Daddy, you know, coming to a radio station near you. I'm speaking into existence, y'all. I'm speaking in it, speaking it into existence. But yeah, see, look, they, look, the wives chiming in, the wives chiming in. So hey, 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 queens, hello, 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 hello. But yeah, man, uh, we got a good show uh, uh, in line. For you. <laughs> uh, don't don't be like that, shy. Don't be like that. I'm going to be like that. Uh, we got a good show lined up, man. Yo, before we even move on, y'all know what to do, man. Like, share, subscribe, 
man, look, donate, Patreon, hit us, hit it all up, hit it all up, man. It's all there for us. If you like what you're hearing, especially shows like tonight need to be shared, man, for real, for real, because what we what we gonna be talking about tonight, everybody need to hear this. So make sure you like, share, subscribe, man. Hit us up on Instagram, hit us up on YouTube. Hit us up on Facebook, man. Hit us up on Patreon because, you know, this 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 content here is it's fitting to be fire, man. It's going to be a lot of probably, probably a lot of emotions. Um, it's probably going to be a lot of things, man. If you've been seeing the posters, you've been seeing, you know, the, the uh, you've been seeing the posters and you've been seeing what's been written under the posters about the show, man. You kind of know where we're going tonight. So, um, yeah, make sure that you that you share this one. This is going to be a special one. And this is going to be, um, I, I guess, I to say therapeutic, maybe, maybe not. But anyways, uh, let's go. Ra, what's up? Yo, so we we uh, we talked about it last or uh, a couple episodes ago. This segment we're about to enter into, and can y'all y'all can hear me, right? All right. So uh, yeah, this segment um, we came up with is uh, give them flowers, giving them their flowers. Um, and since we are in February, Black History Month, um, we wanted to share from us three, uh, some people, historical figures and present figure, uh, present figures that you feel is um, deserving of recognition and you, you just wanna shout them out, you just wanna give them their appreciation, their flowers. And that could be anybody that, that's been, has an impact on you and you feel like has been an impact, had an impact on the culture. So um, yeah, so that's what we're doing right now, giving their flowers. All right. Well, <clears throat> I'm gonna I'm go ahead first and get mine out the way. Um, I, I think I'm gonna just I'm gonna I'm go. I guess this is what you would call like this is the go to. But I I'm going to go with Barack Obama. I, I am. I'm I'm gonna just go there. I'm gonna, I'm gonna give him his flowers. He's still alive and well. Ex prince. Uh, you know the the last president we had. Um, and I, I think you know I'm giving him his flowers because he achieved something that we always dreamed of. You know what I'm saying? He achieved something that we always dreamed of. You know, a lot of us, a lot of our, our kids, you know, and a lot of us, you know, as we were coming up, we was like, man, what do you want to be when you grow up? I want to be the president of the United States. And we know in daggone well that that ain't going to happen. <laughs> that ain't going to happen, especially, you know, with education and different ways. And then, you know, all of the things that are 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 all of the things that present roadblocks for, 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 for us being that successful, reaching that high of a bar. And he was able to break that bar, man. He was able to break that bar. He was actually the fulfillment of uh, some of us saying as little kids, we can be a president. And, you know, he was uh, he he was all that, you know, he he was the besides Bill Clinton. Yep, <laughs> I'm going there. Besides Bill Clinton, he was the coolest president ever, the coolest president ever. He had swag. He had he had uh, charisma. He had machismo. Um he 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 can move. Uh, he he could uh, uh, verbally debate you, and 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 he made you feel at home. He made you feel welcome. This the only president I knew that had a barbecue at the White House, like for real. <laughs> like had a whole barbecue at the White House, like you know what I'm saying. Like had Uncle Charlie on the grill, and you know what I'm saying, doing his thing. You know, had it. You know, only only president that looked good smoking a Newport. <laughs> And Barack, look, Barack didn't didn't let nobody, even though he was the president, he still was who he was. He never tried to switch it up or never tried to be something that he was not. He was always who he was. So I got to give my flowers to him for for giving us that bar to achieve and 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 
and showing us that we can still be comfortable in our own skin, even at the highest bar. So I'm gonna give my flowers to him. So yeah, it may have been basic, it may have been the go-to, but I had to, man. I had to. That's what's up. That ain't, ain't nothing wrong with that. You know, some, sometimes it's the obvious that gets overlooked. Um, you know, so I'm I'm gonna go a little bit uh, less obvious. Um, someone that I actually learned about a few years back. Um, so I used to like to just look up. I used to, my daughter, when she was in school, especially back in like middle school and Black History Month would come up and I would say, you know, what you guys learn about? And it was always like Martin Luther King, Rosa Parks. um, And that was about it. And they they maybe, you know, yeah, maybe Malcolm X, maybe. Um, But most of the time, so it was like, you know, she never really learned anybody else other than like those mainstream people. So I took it upon myself to start looking up different things. And I came across this guy. Um, his name is Carter G. Woodson. And, you know, he's an African-American historian. Um, he, he's, a, he's a teacher. He was the second black man to receive a doctorate degree from Harvard University. Hmm. And he's also credited with being one of the ones who helped start Black History Month. Wow. At first, it was only celebrated as one day in February, but he orchestrated a group, got them together, put together a plan to, you know, go to, to, to you know, the senators and, and, and congressmen and, and legislature and get all this stuff in place for us to celebrate what is now known as Black History Month. So, you know, this, this guy, you know, I, I kind of looked up to him. Um, somebody I don't I guess I don't really get a chance to talk about often, but you know, thankful for this platform that I can talk to you guys about Carter G. Woodson. So look him up, you know, learn some things about this young man. Uh, you know, a lot of stuff that he accomplished throughout his lifetime in history. So that's who I'm giving flowers to. Right there. Wow. That's, that's solid. solid, man. Yeah, that's solid, bro. That's solid. Yeah. yeah, and I didn't I heard that name before, but I didn't really know what he did. So I'm going to definitely look into that when we get off here. Uh, yeah, I definitely did, too. I heard that name before. I was thinking when you said that, I was thinking that was the movie that um Most Def played in. I was like, hmm, I wonder if he, that's the same guy, but I don't think that's the same guy. Yeah, yeah. So um, for me, um, I guess I'm, I'm going to be the only one that's going to go a little spiritual on this one. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. But, uh, and I appreciate, and also back to... Uh, Speaking of Barack Obama, that can never be corny. That can never be, you know, easy. Like that's that's always going to be an amazing thing. Like I cried when he got elected. Um, but <clears throat> for me, I'm I'm gonna say because uh, I'm a big historian, especially Christian church historian. So I'm gonna go with um, a guy named Tertullian. He was a church father from West Africa. And he was like the first one that kind of explained what the Trinity was, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. He defended the faith. He was an apologist, you know, which means that you defend the faith um, against a lot of different things. So we don't talk about people like that at all, really. Um, So I think that needs to be recognized. We got a lot of people from Europe and a lot of, you know, white people that get credit for a lot of things, especially when it comes to Christianity but nobody really talks about way back then. This is back in the second century that there was a West African 
uh, apologist that really uh, was a leader, a champion for the faith. So I got to give it up to him, Tertullian. That's awesome. I've never heard that name before. You know, I've heard of Martin Luther and Calvin and all yeah. of them. Um, I've I've heard of those guys, but I've never. This is my first time hearing about that. So that's that's pretty dope. That is really <clears throat> that's really really dope. And even with Charles Woodson, that's that's dope, man. And that's, then, I'm sorry. One more, one more thing. Um, mm -hmm. I was going to do a tie, but I, I am going to mention this other guy named Dr. Vince Bantu. Um, he's a uh, like a African. Uh, Christian church historian as well. And he kind of, I learned from him about who Tertullian was. So you can go look him up and he has all these things about, you know, the first Ethiopian church and all those things. Um, so if you want to look him up, he'll let you know everything about it. <laughs> That's awesome. That's awesome. Um, <clears throat> culture fan, where y'all at, man? You know, I forgot to, you know, officially greet you guys. So, you know, pin that to me. But culture fan, where y'all at, man? Where y'all at, man? Talk to us tonight, man. We definitely gonna need y'all tonight. So talk to us. Talk to us, man. What up with y'all? What up with y'all? Funny story, man, about uh, you know, my choice of flowers. Let me let me say I remember the night that he did get elected. Rai, you said you you big Rai, you you shed tears. I remember that night differently. Um, I was living in um Wine, not Winfield. I was living in Winfield, and um at the time, you know, me and my wife were struggling, so the le the uh, electric was off. You know, we were struggling, but, um, you know, so <laughs> we couldn't see the results. We couldn't see anything. Um, we couldn't, you know, nothing. And it was just dark. We was in the bedroom and, um, and it was eerily quiet. Like, you know, it was ear. I mean, it was quiet. Like, you know, you hear the buses go by and stuff like that, but it was just eerily quiet. And, um, I knew he won because there was a collective roar that came <laughs> from everywhere the whole it felt like a whole neighborhood roared at the same time it was like yeah and i was like oh babe he won like he he won he won he must have won because <laughs> it was a roar and um and I, I remember that night because that was like the first night that no crime happened mm. <laughs> no crime like yo i'm telling you it is documented no crime happened that night None. No, you didn't hear about people getting shot. You didn't hear about people doing crazy stuff. Everybody was locked into that to that election. I mean, everybody, everybody that looked like me, PY and Rob was locked into there. They was in the house. No corner boys, no trap boys. The dudes that the, the old heads that usually getting drunk in front of the deli, they wasn't out there. They was in the house watching it and and yeah so that that was the, that was that was my recollection of that night yeah that was a special night <laughs> yeah it was a special night it was a special night man it was a special night all right man so uh you know speaking of history speaking of history um we definitely have another historic moment coming up this sunday go birds i'm gonna just put it out there like that y'all know where we at with it let's go but we got another uh history historic fact um Historic fact, you've quite, you probably heard it, uh, but this will be the first time that uh, there will be two African-American quarterbacks starting in the Super Bowl. So that is awesome in itself. That is awesome. And one of them just so happens to be the quarterback of the Philadelphia Eagles. So that's just uh, 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 I, I, I'm, sw I'm swelling my chest out like that. Y'all can y'all see that? 
I'm, I'm a little happy about that one. But um, but yeah, I think we're all happy about that. But that's de- definitely dope. So considering the Super Bowl, considering the Super Bowl, um, question to the culture fan, question to my my guys. What is your favorite Super Bowl game and or moment? What is non Eagles though? Like it cannot have anything to do with the birds. Uh, if you're a fan of the game, you got to have one of these moments because there were some great Super Bowls out there that happened. I can name a few great moments and a few Super Bowls that was non Eagles because a lot of them we just wasn't there for. I mean, you know, <laughs> we we could go with the Philly special. You know, I can I can go there, yeah, right. but. This is nine Eagles moment. So what is your favorite Super Bowl game and or moment? And go. Yeah, uh, uh, we got some uh, culture game. Um, in late now, huh? Yeah, that segment is over now. That segment is over. It's like, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. She, she wanted kidding. to give a shout out to Christina Jenkins, the inventor of hair weave. Wow. Talk Yo. about that transformation right there. Come on here. You know? All righty. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Go birds. Go birds. Uh, yo. All right. Yeah. Yo, hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Because I'm, I'm glad Shy said that. Yo, real quick. I'm sorry, y'all. Just off topic, real quick. Um, she said something about hair weave. Yo, um, last week, last no, two weeks ago, you know, we was teaching and we was talking about um some different things. Um, and I was looking up the word transformation. And um, I did not expect this meaning for the word transporta- transfer- transformation. We all know what transformation is, you know, to be drastically changed, color, appearance, anything that just changes you. But the official meaning of transformation is it's weave, it's, it's hair, it's, it's hair that supplements your hair. Look it up. I, I'm, 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 I have, I'm, I'm like, yo, it was so funny. Like, you can ask my wife. It's in there. You go into w- Merriam Webster's dictionary and look up the word transformation. You will see that it's, 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 it's definitely talking about hair weaves and different things that have to do with hair and supplementing hair. So, if you next time you you you, you see a woman with some with with an extra a uh, 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 ponytail or weave or something, you can say, hey, that transformation looks good on you. and and, and, yo i'm telling you look it up yo it was funny though it was really really funny man that that feels offensive to say that for some reason i don't know if i can say that to somebody yes yeah but it's 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 nah don't be scared the transformation looks good. That that sounds like something the pastor would say. That transformation looks good on you. Yeah, but you know they think you're talking about one thing, and you talk about their peace. Like so, yeah, that's great. But yeah, I just had to throw that out there since since uh, my sis put that in the comments. I had to throw that out there. I'm sorry. Back to the Super Bowl moments. Go ahead, y'all. All right. Um, I guess yeah. All right. Favorite Super Bowl game and or moment non Eagles edition. I mean, there's so much. So much. Wow. Um, so many things I can think of. Um, growing up, I think one of the first Super Bowls I ever remember watching, I want to say it was uh, something like Elway and the Broncos versus the Cowboys um, back in like mid, early mid 80s um, would probably be one of my earliest moments. But my, I think my favorite non-Eagles Super Bowl moment was the helmet catch that ended Tom Brady's perfect season. <laughs> the helmet catch by Tyree off the side of his helmet. New York Giants, they stopped him, stopped the Patriots, 
from winning that game. That's probably my favorite Super Bowl moment outside of the old Eagles thing. Um, because, you know, I don't like the Patriots. Um, I'm not even a Tom Brady fan, you know, for personal and professional reasons. Um, and I don't even know him personally. But, <laughs> you know, <laughs> you know I'm a, I pray for him. Don't get me wrong. But, you know, I'm going to just put it out there. But, yeah, nope. that, that probably would, would be, like, my definitely like maybe top one non-eagle you know super bowl moment yeah wow. uh, let me say let, let me say this the love the love the uh, uh love the soul hate the man or no can't hate the man love the soul dislike the man that's the tom brady thing right there, there <laughs> um yeah yo you you stole my thunder because that was one that was one of the moments i was going to go to um uh, and just add a little bit of context to that you know um um uh, david tyree is a believer i um and, you know he had a tbn special you know and they asked him about that helmet catch and he actually said that um that somebody like somebody came and prophesied to him and, and told him that he was going to catch the ball like that wow it was crazy. Yeah. She said, I don't know if it was a woman or a man. And they said he's going to have um, hands like, uh, what was the comparisons? Like deer hubs or something like that. And it was like, it was like, yeah, it was crazy. I can't remember it. I can't really call recall all of the wording, but he definitely went on TV and said somebody prophesied that he was going to catch the ball like that. He was going to have a big moment like that. So that was, that's, that's, that's decent. That's Even better. Even better, right? That that that's the cherry on top. <laughs> that's the cherry on top. Anytime the Patriots lose, anytime the Cowboys lose at a Super Bowl, it's a great thing. Yes, for sure, for sure. So, I, that was definitely one of the ones I was thinking about. I was definitely thinking about that one, but I had to, and I'm not as as much of a Tom Brady hater as you guys maybe are. Um, so, but I had to go with the uh, the comeback. Uh, the Patriots and the Falcons. I had to go with that, and I wasn't. I was. I was actually rooting against the Patriots, um, and I'm like, all right, well, they 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 won. They were they were down twenty eight to three at halftime, and then even in the third quarter, I think it was still by like the eight minute mark. It was still twenty eight to three, and um, so it, they they score a touchdown. Boom! They score another one. Score another one. Next thing you know. They down what a, a touchdown, one touchdown, and he came all and they came pretty much. They came all the way back. I think they went into overtime, and then the overtime they 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 scored the last touchdown. That was before the they changed it where you got to have both teams have the ball or something. Um, but that was like the craziest thing I ever seen because twenty eight to three to come all the way back. Everybody thought the game was over, and at the end of the day, I turned into a fan. I'm like, yo, this is crazy, like. I was first I was rooting against the team and I'm like, yo, this is this is amazing. Like I can't believe what I'm saying right now. So that that had to be the my favorite uh Super Bowl that I've ever watched. So yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I'm not a I'm I don't I don't dislike Tom Brady as much anymore. I did at one point in time. You know, it was like after 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 a while, like his longevity and his consistency, it was like I, I gotta respect that. <laughs> I I gotta respect that. You know, you go twenty, twenty one years, you know, you don't miss too many games. He barely missed seasons. Like he he only missed like one season out of twenty something seasons, he only missed like one. So the consistency the numbers, the 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 trips to the bowl, it was like, dang, this dude is. I, I can't hate. Was, after a while, it's like I can't even hate no more. It's like I just yeah. gotta respect this greatness. Like this is greatness. Like I, I can't hate on him. Like you know, even when he won, 
with the Bucks, it was like, yeah, he just really solidified himself now. Like he really solidified it. It's the coach. You can't say it's it's him. Wherever he yeah, goes, it was, wherever you go, you know he's he's a winner. You know, my wife, you know, she ain't with it. She she can't stand his guts. But you know me, <laughs> I was like, you know what? I I gotta respect him. I remember that. I remember you know speaking of the uh, the, the Falcons Super Bowl. I was I was watching it. I was in the cage. I was watching it. Uh, and you know my son. You know my oldest son. He's a bandwagon dude. So he's just like whoever's winning. That's who he with. Like he bandwagon. So he had he bet some money on the Patriots. So you know of course he won big. And then one of his friends is like a no. One of my younger son's friend was like a stone cold Patriots fan. So like you know he like well after they won like they running down here in the basement and you know he dancing and. All is I just want money, and the other friend is just like you know Tom Brady because you know we had a little trash talk going back and forth, but there was nothing I could say after that. I was like, dang, these, these dudes really came back. But um, my Super Bowl game, I think I, I'm leaning towards that, that that demolition of that Broncos team by the Seahawks. <laughs> the Seahawks destroyed them. <laughs> like this was the number one. <clears throat> excuse me, this was the number one offense. You know, Peyton. You know, he was the, the general was running it and they were just demolishing the they they put up fifty on us that season. And he threw fifty five touchdowns that season. Yeah, and they he put up a fifty spot on us that season too. Yeah. And yeah. we was we we was trash that season, but man, like he ain't had to do us like that. Um but we got our revenge back in twenty seventeen. But you know, all right. Anyway, so that was my favorite game. Uh, cause I, I just to see like the Seahawks was a well-oiled machine that year. Like them two years, them three years they was on, like two three years they was on top. They was a well-oiled machine. Like you could not do nothing against them. So um, that was my favorite game. Just to see like, cause they like just to see that I was I was happy, you know, cause it was Russ. You know, he's black quarterback winning one, and I mean, see Beast Mode get one, all of them get one. Um, so that was that was pretty cool. You know, Percy Harvin got one. Like he was like a bad return dude. Like he Percy Harvin was that dude. Like he ain't he ain't talked about, but Percy Harvin was that dude. Um and then my moment, hmm. Man, it's a lot of it's a lot of good moments. Oh, okay, I got one. Hey, my moment. Sorry, I'm sorry, if we got a moment, I got another moment too, though. I I, I was just looking at games. <laughs> you just going, you just I got going. A moment too. But no, no, Rod, no, you're not gonna do this to me, Rod. <laughs> Because the question is, what is your favorite Super Bowl game and or moment? So you can have uh, you can have a game and a moment. You know, you can have a game and a moment, but you're not going you going to let me finish. <laughs> this is what we go through, y'all. This is what Rod goes through. He be throwing his weight around because he's bigger than us and he can bully us. Like, don't get fooled by this demeanor by Big Rod. Big Rod really be bossing us around like that, like for real. You know what I'm saying? But anyway, <laughs> no. <laughs> love my bros. Love my bros. I just got to mess with him, man. Um, my moment. Uh, the moment was um, it was this it was the year that the Saints went to the Super Bowl against the Colts. Um Okay. Yeah, so you know, the Saints, you know, that was Katrina year, I believe, oh. right? That was Katrina year, right? Um, so no, that was my, that was it was after that. You sure? Yeah, yeah it was the, I think it was, it was like a year after. Time. It was a year after that. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, I mean, well, still, you know, it was oh, yeah. during the time of Katrina. They was, you know, right. still had that momentum riding off of Katrina. So my favorite moment was, you know, that was a good game too. That was a very good game. And I was, um, I was calling, I was uh, talking to some of one of my dudes. We was texting back and forth, 
And um, I kind of I don't know if it was the it was the Lord speaking to me. I don't I don't know. Maybe I was hearing you know maybe I was hearing his voice. I don't know you know. But I was like, yo, it's a pick about to happen. And it was that. And when I said it, I was like, yo, it was a pick about to happen. When I said it, Tracy Porter had intercepted that ball and took it back for that uh, final score. Intercepted Peyton and took it and ran a pick six. And they said, and they won the game off of that. So that was my moment right there, because I was I was happy for the Saints, because they needed that. They needed that that year. They needed that. So that was my that's my moment. So the game, the the the, the demolition of the of the Broncos, the high power Broncos, and then the the pick six that uh that and both of them had Peyton in it. Mm, mm, mm. <laughs> both of them, both of them were coming on the hills of the general losing. So yeah, but that was my moment right there. So go ahead, Rye. Now you can have your moment. Oh my goodness! No, I was just, I was just thinking about moments, and um, that was first of all Peyton Manning. I, that was my favorite quarterback. I, I just love watching him play. But um, and uh, my moment, <laughs> it, it wasn't really like a, it was just a shock. And everybody knows what I'm about to say. When um, uh. Justin Timberlake pulled off Janet Jackson. Ah, yeah. Wow. <laughs> this guy. Wow. The, the real drill malfunction, huh? That's the, the, is that where we go? I love. Hey, uh, hey, Chris, hey, Chris. Chris, get you, get your man. Get I mean, Rob Bear. Man, Rob Bear cutting up now. Shocking moment. I was like, <laughs> nobody expected that. And get Rob. Chris, get Rob Bear. Get him. Get him. Get him. Yeah, yeah, that was a good moment too when Bruno Mars. Yeah, that was that was amazing. Yo, he's a he's an amazing entertainer, amazing entertainer. I mean, he can sing and he's talented, but he's an amazing entertainer. Yeah, yeah, that's that's my one of my moments. CK, you got another moment? Wow. Um, I mean, if we pull in moments, I don't, I don't know. I mean, there's so many things that happened during the Super Bowl. Um, I'm going to take it way out in left field, like way out. I'm going to take it out the stadium right now, actually. Um, so in, anybody that knows me is like, I can't, they can't stand watching TV with me because I hate commercials. Um, oh, yeah. And, and literally, my wife just popped in there talking about I love the commercials. <laughs> Yo, but one of my favorite, like, you know, when they really started going overboard with the, with the Super Bowl commercials, uh, one of my favorite commercials was when the, the guy show up at this um, mom's house that this uh, to date this single woman, single mother, and her uh, kid is in yeah. there. <laughs> yeah. And he he checking out mom when she go walking by, and he sits down and he grabs a Dorito and, and little dude just smacks. <laughs> like wow, don't touch my mom and don't touch my Dorito. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that that's a. <laughs> That was a great commercial. That yeah, was that, a great commercial. Hands down, man. That's probably the best commercial I ever seen in my life. Yeah, <laughs> and it was a, it's a, it's a, it's a whole lot of good commercials, man. Throughout the years, yeah. if you really think about them, yeah. it's a, it's a lot of good commercials, man. A lot of good commercials, man. Culture fan, where y'all at tonight, man? They, the comments they, they, in here. they, they oh, coming. Let's go. Right before I get the comments, though, that just reminded me of something. Speaking of Black History, too, right? And mm -hmm. about flowers, um, I was looking at Super Bowl history, Black History Month, and they were, they were talking about some things, little known facts. Did you know, right? So the Super Bowl halftime show actually started because In Living Color 
started doing Super Bowl halftime shows on Fox when they didn't have the Super Bowl playing. And so to keep the people on the Super Bowl, the, whatever station had the Super Bowl, that's when they started to get performers and stuff. So Flowers, shout out to the Wayans brothers. That's for right. Because they're the ones, they're the reason why y'all y'all got all these Super Time, you know, Super Bowl halftime shows and everything. That's because right. I remember people, that. They used to have a clock down there. And a matter of fact, I heard that earlier this week that, you know, it was because of the Wayans brothers and the idea that they had and they ran it by Fox like, yo, because don't nobody want to sit there and watch halftime. Let's give them a reason to watch the TV. Let them turn to something else. They gave us like 21 minutes of just straight show skits and all that other stuff. And it went off and the clock went off. Bang. Right when the Super went right when the Super Bowl halftime ended, you went back to there. And, and the NFL was like, yo, we've got to find a reason to keep people tuned in on our on on the Super Bowl the whole time because they lose ratings points and they, you know, lose advertisement, you know, points and stuff like that. So that's mm-hmm. why they decided, yo, we got to start doing something to keep the people's interest. And that's why they went with Super Bowl halftime shows. That's right. I remember that. I definitely remember that. So, I mean, we can look at it as a good and a bad, you know, another idea stolen from us. Wah, wah, wah. <laughs> <laughs> another another idea that, stolen from us. That reminds me of the, uh, the living single friends thing. You know, friends is pretty much the knockoff of living single, but that's a different story. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, but no, I didn't. That's a, that's amazing. I didn't I didn't know that. So we got Chris. What's she telling us? Uh, when Devin Hester oh, yeah, ran the whole field to score the touchdown. Yep, um, that was a good one. I remember that. That was a good one. one. Against the Colts. That was a good against one. Peyton against I guess I guess Peyton Manning. <laughs> uh, Shaz commercial, the commercial that had oh. all the players fighting to get the fumble. That was an oh, excellent yeah. commercial as well. That was an excellent commercial. Yeah. That's and an excellent Beast Mode was like, fumble. Right, yeah. Oh, yeah. speaking of Beast Mode, man, I, I don't even, I forgot about this moment. Yo, when Beast Mode was at the, uh, when the Seahawks went back, I think the first time they went. I don't know if it was the second time. I think it was either, it had to be one of the two times that they went. When he got up there and he would not answer any questions, the only answer he said was, I'm just here, I'm just here so, so I, I won't get fined. Get fined. Yo, beast, yo. And they say, yeah, when I was listening to Good, uh, Good Morning Football earlier, or it was, no, I think I was listening to the radio earlier, they said that his clothing line shot up a million. Just from that press conference by itself, he made oogobs of money from Beast Mode clothing. So it was like, you know, that moment kind of launched his, launched him. Yo, so there's, <laughs> speaking, there's a compilation, go on YouTube, there's a compilation. That wasn't the only time he did that. He did that a lot of times. What he did oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and he, when it came to his locker and talked to him, he yeah, would just yeah. give him the same answers. Like, he would give him the same answer. I'm one just of here, so I won't get fine. Good D. It was good D. The whole, like, I'm like. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, they be like, yeah, but they be like, yeah, uh, our beast mode. You know, what do you think about uh, what do you think about the clothes outside? Yeah, it was good defense. <laughs> it was good defense. <laughs> be like, yo, what? <laughs> yeah, I remember that. Yo, it's so like the more we sit here and talk about it, more moments start to come back, man. And it's like, yo, man, it's a lot of moments, man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely moments, though. Moments, moments, man. Moments, man. All right, culture fan, where y'all at, man? Before we transition and get real serious, man, what's up? What's up with y'all, man? What y'all? What y'all at? I mean, we got a couple chiming in, man. Where, where, where are our usuals at, man? Where are our regulars at? Where, 
Where are you? Where y'all at today? We all you at know? today. Yeah, no, don't don't pull a beast mode on us. Y'all, y'all won't get fined. You know, just right, y'all won't get fined, man. Just say what's on your mind. That's all, man. We love y'all. We don't we we love y'all, man. We need y'all. But all right, so now we now we get serious. Now we, you know, we last we joke, but now it's time it's time to really talk about something serious, what? man. So hey, what's up, sis? What's going on? Mrs. Heil is in the building. Culture fam, what's going on? Oh, culture fan. All right, CK man, usher us on in, bro. Ah, uh, yeah, here we go. Right here we go. Here's where it gets serious. We're not talking about Super Bowl moments. Um, we done gave flowers. Um, so this is where we we have to be, you know, um, Black Kingdom men, and and I'm and I'm saying black for a reason. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, where we have to put on our black man. Um, with our kingdom men attire um, to really talk about this. And so we, we want to kind of give um, our reaction. Let's talk about it. Let's discuss it. Culture fan, really want to hear from y'all about the whole the Tyree Nichols murder because that's what it was. Uh, we've all had a chance to kind of sit down and watch the video. Many people have seen the video in its entirety. Others may have seen bits and pieces that have been on just about every every social media platform, uh, <clears throat> every news, you know, reporting service and, and things of that nature. Um, so we want to discuss, you know, what happened, you know, from our, you know, from a perspective of a black male and a perspective uh, and a kingdom perspective as well, you know, how we deal with that. But also from the perspective here, here's the slant. So what happens? Here's the question. Let me just get to it. What happens to the whole narrative on police brutality when the cops are the same color as us, mm. you know, how do you feel seeing that video, knowing that the main perpetrators look like us? You know, I, I can, man, I have such a wide range of feelings on so many different levels um, about everything um, that took place in the video. But even starting there, one of the first things when I saw the men. And I thought to myself, as a black man, knowing what other black men go through with what we've seen over the years with the George Floyds, you know, with the um, Philando Castiles, with, with all of the many, many, you know, instances of police brutality, you know, uh, discrimination, you know, profiling. As, as black men, as young black men, you know, having as young black and brown men, you know, who have to teach our sons, hey, when you get pulled over by the cops, this is what you should and should not do. No, nobody else really has to teach their kids to that extent. You know, keep your hands on the wheel. You know, there, there's to the extent where, you know, there's an inventor, a, a black man who you know, invented something called, I forget what it's called, like the, the, the safe wallet or something. But you put when you get in the car, you put your ID and everything all in this one little pouch that sits um, in a clear place on the dashboard when you're traveling to places so that you have no reason to go into your pocket or your glove compartment Mm. to grab something to give them any reason to say, hey, I thought he was reaching for something. But to see that this was black men who perpetrated this, these were black men, black cops, black officers 
who used their power, used their authority, abused their authority, abused the power that was given to them to protect and serve the public to do this to another black man. And I'm not saying it's right for any color. Don't, don't get me wrong. We're, we're not condoning it for anybody of any race, creed, or color to do that to someone else. But the fact that it was brothers, black men, educated, uh, good jobs, good money, black men, prominent in their roles within the department, who did this to this young man is ridiculous. And so, you know, before I I, I just jump <laughs> all over this, fellas, you know, in, in culture fam, you know, let's let's talk about it. We we love to know, I love to know what, what are y'all feelings, what are your opinions, perspectives about it? You know, culture fam, drop those comments. You know, fellas, I I, I turn the floor over, you know, whichever one of y'all want to jump in on this, you know, it is just let let me hear your hearts. Yeah, yeah, I'll jump in. Um Man, uh, it was, you know, just given my initial reaction to it, um, I, I really couldn't really believe what I was seeing at first, you know, because as you as I watched the video, immediately, um, now again, I don't I don't know if they had video of them way before that or whatever, but just watching it when they approached the the vehicle, like. They were hostile. They were already on 10. 10. Um, knowing that it was, uh, and, and again, like you said, like I'm not condoning it because, you know, against any race, but that you're doing this to a black, another black brother, you know what I mean? Um, it just didn't make any sense to me. So, and as he was, so they wrestled him down to the ground and it just it just didn't make any sense um to hear the the crazy stuff that they were saying to him and i'm like dang is this dude a, a murderer or something like who like like what's what's the what's the issue and I, I can only imagine how he felt how tyree actually felt you know in his heart at that moment like yo what is happening and he was like i think he did say like yo like y'all really doing a lot right now like what's what's happening because you, this doesn't make any sense. There's no, it's not necessary for, for y'all to be this hostile. Um, and so to see that, and then, you know, going forward, they, they chase him and he winds up near his mother's house. Um, and then they're, they're still saying all this stuff. They, they, they pepper sprayed him. They, they started hitting them. Everybody just started just taking turns, hitting them hitting them with the baton, punching them, kicking them, all types of stuff, while saying that they wanted to, him to get on the ground, <laughs> while saying that they, you know, get your hands up, get your, put your, give me, show me your hands, show me your hands. And it's like, you, and I just, I just didn't expect for that to, for, for those people to do that. Because um, like you said, we've experienced over years, the, Police brutality, racism, etc. Um, and I'm not—I've never been a type of person that that judges every cop based on, um, you know, one thing. I always got to look. Let me show. Let me see it first. Let me see what it is, and see whether this is justified. Because I got to be honest, police officers have one of the most difficult jobs there is. 
black, white, Hispanic, whatever, they have the most difficult job that there is. And every day their life is on the line. So when I saw this, I'm like, and I tried to be as fair as possible. There's no way I could I could justify that. There's no way I could justify him, all of them doing what they did to him. They could have easily arrested him. They could have easily, it was five, six of them. How do you not restrain him? It's five, six of y'all. And these guys are like, to be honest, they look like they 250, 300 pounds. You know what I mean? Like, what's the, what is, I don't understand why you couldn't have just restrained him, put the handcuffs on him or whatever. And and if that was uh, illegal, then we deal with it, deal with it that way. But for y'all to beat him to the point where he's, and this really broke my heart. Like he, he started to cry out for his mom. Like that really, really touched me. And I was like, it's so much evil I believe, and, and the crazy thing is evil doesn't have uh, uh, sin and the enemy doesn't have uh, a race. You know, it, it doesn't, the enemy doesn't care what race you are, what, what, you know, where you're from or whatever. And he definitely, that, that was evil. That was the enemy um, to do that. Cause that, that's, that was just straight heartless to continue to beat him during that time. So I hope that, and then we're going, we got a lot more to talk about, <laughs> but I, I just hope um, that this could help to bring more unity in our community, um, to bring more unity and more love for each other. And this to open our eyes even more um, because obviously we see crime and, and people getting killed every single day, but in this scenario, it's not something that's normal. And I hope that this could bring more and more attention to that, to, to usher in more and more unity amongst us. Because the one thing that we're, one of the things that we're missing that our past generations had was unity. They had unity. In order to get the civil rights and all those things done, they had to come together. And it wasn't just blacks, it was blacks and whites that, that came together to get that done. But, and I know I'm jumping all over the place, but I just, I just, I just hope that and pray that our community would would begin to unify more, and that as a church, as the church, that we can pray and intercede for our communities more and be there for our communities more. Um, so I'm gonna leave it right there, and then we can probably go around again. Right, <clears throat> I agree with everything you said. Um, my situation is i looked at it today and i looked at two different videos i looked at the body cam video and then i looked at the uh the pole the uh, camera pole video um i had my phone playing the audio and i was looking at the phone i mean the uh pole camera on my laptop and um you know i'm gonna just i'm gonna just say this like a lot of that stuff was it was curse word worthy um it wasn't it wasn't cool at all. None of it. None of it was cool from the way they pulled them over. And and they pulled it like and right, like you said, they pulled them over with such aggression. It was like, yo, well, what did he do? Because obviously he was surprised, too. He was like, yo, well, what, what did I do? Like he was asking, like, yo, what did I do? And then, you know, they yelling and screaming at him. Get down, get down. They trying to pepper spray him and all of this stuff. And, um, you know, they 
you know, he got away the first time and, and Lord, I mean, it was like, dang, man, why he just couldn't keep running? Like, you know what I mean? Like, why couldn't he just keep running? Why did they have to catch him? Like, why? You know what I'm saying? It's like just little questions going on in my head. Like, dang, man, I wish he would have got away. Um, so, you know, and then when, you know, looking at the light pole, the light pole camera, um, looking at that, cause, um, you know, the audio, you know, like the body cam video was trash. It was, it he knew his body cam was on. I'm going to say that he knew it was. That's why he kept walking away. You know what I'm saying? That's why he kept walking the other way and, and making sure the camera wasn't facing what was really going on. So um, just the, you know, the audio from the body cam, it I wrote down some stuff that I was just, you know, noticing, you know, doing a body cam and, and the, the light pole cam. Um, you know, they was talking a lot. You know, they was it was just deplorable, man. And I. My heart broke, you know, you know, just like when Ross said, like, you know, when he started to cre- scream out for his mom, you know, that, that, that touched my heart, too, because it was like, this is just inhumane. Right. At, at this point, this is this is just too much. Um, but anyway, um, they they. He got caught. They proceeded to beat him up. You know, um, I think that th- the thing that really, really, really made me mad was, you know, they handcuffed him Um and they would stand him up, and you could just see that the officer was wailing on him, just hooking him, bang, bang, hooking him bad. And it, and I was like, man, this is not really necessary. Like, like, cause you can tell, you can tell, like a a dude that's not innocent, he he, they do fight back, but you can tell, like, the way he was voicing himself, like this dude didn't do anything. Like he didn't do anything. He was honestly just trying to get home. So for him to get stopped like that, for him to get pulled over, get harassed, then to get the, the life, literally the life beat out of him. That just was it's it's it's, it's like saying there's no way to defend it. But um, you know, they the, the thing is they was from picking it up from the uh, the body cam, they lied on him. They they tried to say that he was reaching for their gun. Now, Tyree Nichols is he's he's small and he's skinny. He's a hundred and sixty pounds soaking wet. The dumb body, the, the the police officers with their gear on is every bit of two hundred plus. He's not reaching to try to get no gun. Like you're lying, like and you could clearly see like you're lying, like you're trying to you're trying to justify the reasons of why you beat him up. So they said he reached for his gun. And then, you know, as I was listening to the audio from the body body cam, you know, they were standing around and they was they was bragging on how they was hitting me. That made me mad. They was actually bragging on how they was hitting this man. They was like, and you could see they was hooking him. Like, I know that they had no recollection that that uh, light camera, I mean, that pole camera was on. You could tell they had no clue it was on. They knew the body cam was on, but they didn't know that light pole. Thank God for that light, that pole cam. Thank the Lord for that pole cam. And I'm being so serious because they would probably would have gotten away because going off of that body cam, they wouldn't have detected the thing because the dude just kept walking away and kept facing the other side. But, mm-hmm. you know, they was bragging about how they hit him, how they was hooking him, how they was beating him up. Then they lied and said he had drugs. He was high on something. No, nah, y'all beat him so bad that he was unconscious. They beat they beat this man so bad. I see him. I see him pull out the baton. I see them him getting hooked up. Then the thing that really, really made me like upset me was how they dragged him to the car. They beat this man so bad that he could not speak audible words anymore. 
that's how bad they beat man i'm getting i'm getting upset now and and and, and py and ck warned me he said man this is this gonna trigger you and he, he did and i was like I, I should be fine but i'm getting triggered now because they beat him so bad that he had he couldn't even speak audibly anymore he he was he was literally groaning in pain groaning in pain because he couldn't talk anymore because that's how bad they beat this man and then what else they do uh they said he was high like i said they said he was high on drugs they was trying to find stuff in his car they uh, cops actually admitted there's nothing in here come on man so and then what else was there and then this uh, uh, go ahead the taser the taser yeah they they was trying to they, they were tasing they was kept trying to tasing they pepper sprayed him. They did all of these things to try to break him down, and he did nothing. And then the, the the final the final straw for me was the EMTs that stood there. They stood there. They came anytime that you you call the EMTs. The EMTs is usually there in about two to five minutes flat, flat truck everything there. But they had it looked like two EMTs that just stood there and it was watching him as he was slumping as he was up against the car he didn't really have like no kind of strength to kind of hold him up he just kept slumping over and every time i was watching him as he slumped over every time he slumped over he hit his head on the ground and i mean hard because he had no strength to hold this stuff up because he was just that beaten and battered and bruised so he slumped over about i counted at least about six times he kept slumping over and they kept sitting him up and he slumped over again sit up slump over again so this man was beat so bad that he he, he didn't even have the strength to kind of hold himself up so none of this stuff is justified and to think and this is going to sound really really bad and really really crazy but i and it, I'm sorry how this is going to sound. I would have felt better if it was a white cop. Yeah. I would have felt better about it because now the narrative is, okay, we got another white cop beating on a black man. But then when you see that it's five brothers and and Rod, like you said, to know and like what you said, CK, to know what we have been through with this police brutality. Like I watched that that video of George Floyd. I watched the whole nine minutes of that, and to see that they didn't beat up on George Floyd, but to see that white cop put his knee on his neck and say he can't breathe, he can't breathe. That was these two videos was also all equivalent. The only difference was the cops was black this time. They literally beat this man to death. He died three days later, but that's because everything in everything in his head was all busted up. His nose. His, the, he couldn't breathe. He even told the cops he couldn't breathe. He told them. I don't know if anybody heard it, but he told the cops he couldn't breathe. So, I mean, it's unexcusable. It's, it's, it's just deplorable. And, and it's really just a bad look like the we the, the, the whole narrative is just blown out of the water now as we can't use it anymore. We really can't. We can't use it. Why? Because the cops look like us now. The cops that did it this time was us. We did that to him. And, um, you know, <laughs> it's almost it, it, it almost makes you want to wish that the same thing that they did to him, you wanted to happen to them. And I'm being so real right now. And I, I, I don't like them. I, I love I love them because I have to because I'm commanded to love them and I got to pray for them. But, man, something inside of me wants that same 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 stuff that they did to him. I want that to happen to y'all so y'all can see how that felt, because that's mm. that's just not cool. That's not cool. Listen, uh, like I said, I knew it was going to get emotional. I knew it was going to get like this because it's just not right. And I'm tired of seeing this, man. And I'm tired of seeing this. And and 
something has to happen. Like, you know, they did some more peaceful protests. You know, Joe Biden got uh, uh, the president got involved. And like, you know, I know that police reform is not is, is not going to be a good thing for the cops. But what else? What else? What else? How much more? How much more? Like, we got to do something. Like, if the police can't get checked, yeah, they can lose their jobs and they're going to get, you know, they, they got hit with second degree murder. But even if they do jail time, they're not going to be a, 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 a regular population. They're going to protect them boys because they know they know they cut. They know if they get released a, 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 a regular population, them boys not going to make it out alive that first week. They're going to take care of them boys. But, you know, what, what else has to happen? Like, you know, what about that mother that lost her son that had to witness that video? What about her? What about that family? You know what I'm saying? What about, what about, you know, what about us, man? What about us? Bro, let me, let me jump in. Um, no, because you, you said a lot. Um, definitely did. And, and, you know, there's, it's it's not a surprise or anything. I'm, I'm I, I guarantee you, there's a lot of people out there who feel like you feel um, that are praying for everyone involved, including the officers. But at the same time, it's like, you know, Lord, I know you say vengeance is yours, but if you could just, you know, let let a couple of you know men twice their size just well on each one of them for you know for a while and just leave them to die um you know and that's that's a real that's a real feeling let me um jump on some comments um real quick backtrack a little bit um joseph said you know rod was right was agreeing with rod you know it's important to be fair and impartial in every situation um and they were inexcusably wrong um shy said you know there's no way to defend it it's just horrible uh chris says honestly she couldn't watch the video was too much definitely wrong I felt like it was the power of control. Um, you know, it's as far as, you know, there's a lot of stuff being thrown around about police reform. And, you know, people are saying, I, I think they're more afraid of the word than the actual process. And, you know, if if you're doing what you're supposed to do, the way it's supposed to be done, even if they change how it's done, I don't think you're that worried about losing your job or something. You know, but if what you're doing is wrong and you're worried about the reform changing or making your wrong more apparent, then, yeah, you, you will be worried about police reform. Um, you know, I, I hear that stuff thrown out quite a bit, you know, about reform and defund the police. And, you know, I, I think with all of the political rhetoric around it, that I, I think all of that type of language has kind of lost its meaning anyway um does there need to be reform yeah on on you know not just the police but as ross said you know the communities you know there needs to be outrage just as much and and i hate i, I hate to throw it out there because i don't want to take away from this situation but there needs to be just as much outrage when five or six black men shoot and kill an innocent unarmed black man and ain't nobody wearing badges because it's pookie and them down the street that got a beef with somebody because they walk through the neighborhood because oh you you stepped on my shoe oh you looked at me the wrong way oh you you cut me off in traffic 
but there's no outrage there. Yes, there's outrage here because it's a national story and they were officers. So we understand that they are put in a position where they're supposed to protect, where they're supposed to keep you know the streets safe from people who do stuff like that. And now they're the ones doing stuff like that. It hurts even worse for us as black men sitting here because it was black men who did it to another black man. Look, I, I, I know cops. I have family that are cops. I have friends that are cops. Not all cops are bad, but not all cops are good either. And, you know, just like, you know, there are bad people in this world. And guess what? Bad people, you know, have good jobs and they do bad things in those good jobs. And so, you know, it's about, yeah, we're hurting. Yeah, it makes us really question, you know, you would think because I, I know you know, I'm at being pulled over by people, you know, by officers who didn't, you know, like me simply because of the color of my skin and having to deal with that attitude, having to deal with outlandish charges. Like, you know, we were literally, we were in Virginia and we were driving one mile, I kid you not, one mile over the speed limit. And the cop pulled us over and was like, oh, it's just a simple speeding ticket. You don't even have to show, just pay it. And it was like the day before the case. And I'm thinking to myself, something said, call a lawyer down there in Virginia. Because I was going to do it from home. You could just call in. And I called the lawyer and she said, did they tell you the charges that they have against you? And I said, no. She said, let me read this to you. She's like, they charging you with reckless driving. For, for evading the police officer and some other things that would have had me in jail for a good five to seven years for one mile over the speed limit. And they documented, this is not, not making this up. My wife can testify to this. They documented that I was only going one mile over the speed limit. 71 on 495 in Virginia, speed limit was 70. And she said, if you did not call me and you'd have pled guilty and you'd have just simply paid that ticket, they would have issued it a warrant for your arrest and you would have been down here in a Virginia prison. Hmm. And I knew it was because I was black. And so you get a false, and I'm not going to lie, I've been pulled over before, and you get this sense of you look in your rearview mirror and you see, oh, it's one of us. I feel a little. I felt a little bit better. Like, okay, at, at least I'm gonna get treated with some respect. Hey, officer, what did I do wrong? I, I I've been taught how you know my my pop, my dad's retired prison guard. <laughs> you know, my godmother was a prison guard. I have, like I said, friends that are police, so I have respect for police officers. My mom raised me. Please and thank you to anybody. You know, not just those that are in authority, but when you look at that. And you sit there and you see this and you get this sense that, okay, I'm, I'm getting pulled over. And that's why he asked the question, well, what did I do wrong? In other words, what in the world could I have done that warrants the abuse that I'm getting right now? I've heard people, and I've heard some crazy comments over this. Man, I need to, man, I know I'm like you, Steph, because now I'm feeling triggered. I've heard some crazy comments, well, he shouldn't have ran. I mean, you, you get into a fight or flight scenario and right there, he had no fight in him. Listen, then they talked about 
his stature, his weight and everything. I weigh more than him. I'm about a good 40 pounds bigger than Tyree Nichols. These cops were about 220 and 240 apiece. And that's without the equipment. And even after he ran, after they caught him, they still, they cuffed him and continued to beat him. Yeah. We, we, man. <laughs> Yo, it's. <sighs> yeah, I get it. I, I mean, it's, it's, it's hard to even talk about this, man, um, because you just, um, you just wonder what, what what is next you know what i mean like can you it's and it's also feeling like we can't really trust we literally can't trust anybody um and we you know we say that but it's like dang you really can't you know even if it's black police officers that you feel like when you when they pull you over like you said you feel that sigh of relief okay they're not gonna treat me you know i, I can at least assume that they're not gonna treat me like that yeah because you got yeah but now you never know. Um, and then I just think that, you know, it's it's very important to, like you said, for us to recognize the uh, atrocity and, and, and abomination that this is. And not just for the police officer thing, but just in general, for someone to do this, you know what I mean? Um, and we we and we forget that there's there's so many different things that that um that we we deal with you know as black men um and this is just another thing that now we got to watch out for you know what i mean cuz everything is just like you know you feel like the the world is against you you know what i mean um it's it's just it's just sad man it's just it's just difficult to even uh, process, you know. Definitely, it, it is definitely it is it, it, hard to process, and then is, and and now to you know when when you go into God with situations like this, it's like man, how do I even pray? And it's like you know, I know the word. You know what I'm saying? I know the word, you know, forgive your enemies, you know, love, excuse me, love, well, forgive your enemies, but love your enemies, you know, pray for them who despitefully do things. And it's like, no, <laughs> and I'm just being so real right now. <laughs> I'm being, it's like, no, Lord, I, no, mm-mm, mm-mm. it's like, no, Lord, I, I not, not right now, Lord, look, Lord, I know you said if I don't forgive, you ain't gonna forgive me, but listen, right now, we just gonna have to have a little dispute, <laughs> but, um, I, cause I, I, it's like I can't not to not to say that this is me per se, but um you know it, it gets like that and you know and this is where you you really just gotta kind of just lean in and and really really um lean in and press in, in, in into the Holy Spirit so He can kind of just alleviate that pain from you and He can alleviate that stress and He can give you that peace because um that's exactly what the Nichols family needs right now they need peace. They need that peace, um, that you know, from that mental anguish, and it's like we gotta lift them up in prayer, man. And um, if if you don't know what to pray for, you can just start to pray for their peace, the peace of mind that they need right now. I mean, it's hard, it's difficult. Um, the Bible says, "Blessed are those who mourn, for they shall be comforted." And um, you know, the comforter is is who they need right now. And um, you know, just pray for their hearts not to be hardened towards, you know, the the police. Um, 
you know, and, and, and people period. Cause you know, this, this type of situation, it hardens people's hearts and, mm-hmm. and, 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 and it helps people to walk in unforgiveness. Um, and, and although it's, it's, it, it feels right. And, and it feels like, you know, this is a debt that they owe to me and, and I'm not going to forgive them till I feel as though that this debt is paid. And, and it's, bro, sis, I know, <laughs> I know. Um, but you know, it's, it's times like this where we definitely have to press in and, and, and to the father and, and pray and, 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 and really like, you know, cast all our anxiety, all our, all our cares upon him. Another translation says anxieties. Um, and we really do have to cast all that care on him because he cares for us. And, and if nobody else understands, God understands and it doesn't seem like it. But God does understand and he knows, um, like I said, and this is where people was like, well, you know, if God was real, why did he allow that situation to happen? Because men make choices. Men make choices. God doesn't override our choices. As hard as that, as hard as that may sound right now, God does not override our choices. And when we make choices to do things, when we make choices to do bad things to, bad, uh, to people. Yeah. I mean, yeah, and the Bible also says you reap what you sow. So um, it's it's really hard and it's tough, man. And um, you know, we we knew kind of the tone that the, the show this show was going to take. Um, but you know, these are hard conversations that we have to have as believers, as men. Um, we got to have these kind of conversations, and we got to be able to express how we feel. You know, and uh, we want you to see. This is what we want you to see. We want you to see our raw emotions to let you know that we feel. We feel, you know, I know what the narrative is about men. We don't feel we don't we don't have feelings. We don't know how to express. Well, you have three brothers that are articulating their feelings pretty well tonight. And um, we're not saying that, um, you know, even though that the, the situation doesn't have uh, a direct a direct personal effect on us. But then again, it does because we're, we're we can all come from the same point of we're black. And, um, you know, we've been in those situations where we all got pulled over, like CK was talking about, where we all got pulled over. And we had that real fear for our lives. It's like, I don't know how this is going to go. I'm telling you, if you ain't never prayed before, trust me, when when you see that that red and um, that red and blue light go off, you start praying. <laughs> you you start acknowledging something. You you start acknowledging Jesus, Muhammad, Buddha, you know, uh, uh, Harry Krishna, Jehovah, uh, <laughs> whoever whoever your God is, you start acknowledging because you don't know that could be your very last time that you are here because you don't know. So this, this thing is very real to us as believers. I'm, I'm, I'm going to let you go, Ra. Um, this thing is very real to us as believers. And um, this, this, yeah, I mean, yeah, go ahead, Ra. Yeah. I just wanted to say, um, I think I'm thinking about fear right now. Like I think it's fear whether it be justified or not, it's fear that's a part of the problem on both sides, black, white, police, whatever. I think that's a big issue that I think the enemy uses on people, on, on everybody, fear. Um, an unjustified, stereotypical fear from the police officers and a fear from us because of what you know, the experiences that, that we've had or people around us have had. And I think that we need to specifically start praying against fear because I think fear is really driving a lot of this. Um, and also 
this this should give us more as the church we are the church right as the church we should be this should give us more even more motivation and more desire to see transformed lives at the end of the day it doesn't because at, at the end of the day we need christ we need transformation in the community in the police uh, uh, in 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 in, in, in the, the 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 laws the, the the things that the the government does we need transformation and I think and I'm not trying to be spiritual or whatever but I we need Jesus um, and we need to to see those things transform and that's the only way that we can really see uh, a change now we know at the end of the day and it's hard to say this but this is stuff like this is not going to go away completely. Okay, we live in a fallen world. We live in a, in a, in a world that's full of sin. This is why Jesus, Jesus is going to come back, right? This is why he came, because we, we, we're fallen, right? But I think for what we're, who we are and what we're supposed to be as ambassadors, as representatives, we should be more involved and more um, motivated to see that transformation and do whatever we can to do that, to stop sitting on the sideline and just you know, just assuming or, or, or just doing, just talking about it, but not being there, not trying to see people being transformed. And we, again, we know we're not going to change the world. <laughs> I sound like Tupac. Tupac had that, that quote. We're not going to change the world. We're going, but, but we're going to make an impact because we have Christ. Christ is going to use us to make an impact. And I, and I, I believe that this should be a, a call for the church to, to move forward in pursuit of transformation. Definitely, man. You you definitely said you you said some stuff, Ra. And um, you can't help being spiritual because we're all spiritual. <laughs> you can't help that. Um, but yeah, you definitely hit on something when you was talking about about fear. You definitely you 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 was hitting it. You you hit it right on the nose. Definitely fear. And this is trans uh transgenerational fear. Um, this is generations of fear that's been built up. So it's not like we we can't pray. We we can pray it away, but it's going to take a lot of prayer. Um, it's going to take a lot of dedication to prayer and also dedication to change. As you said, right, you have to be dedicated and you have to be on the forefront of change. This is and just to go back to what you said, right, this is why um, Malcolm and Martin and, and Rosa Parks, they were also effective. Why? Because not only did they preach change, but they actually went and did it and they took all the hits for it. You know what I mean? So they 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 our forefathers been been through it. They, they went through some tough stuff, but they got the results that they needed because they were willing to stick in there. Um, kind of reminds me of that scripture in the Bible where um, the woman, you know, she wanted something to happen and she kept bugging. And I'm paraphrasing. She kept bugging the judge, you know, for justice. And, you know, the Bible says that she kept she kept going to him. She kept she kept pestering him. She kept pestering him until she got what she needed. She wanted some justice about an issue. And she kept going right back to that judge and saying, hey, I need justice. Hey, I, you got to do something. Hey, listen, the Bible doesn't say how long she kept going to him, but it was enough for him to be like, oh, you know what? All right. Because <laughs> and the judge <laughs> and the judge said, because you keep pestering me, I'm going to give you what you want. So we kind of kind of had that same tenacity uh, when we're um when we're going uh, uh, to 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 fight about change, we gotta have that same dog mentality 
so to speak, uh, about going going forward for change, man. We got to keep pressing and keep pressing the issue until it happens. We can pre keep pressing in prayer. And then we after prayer, we got to go to our city of council, city officials. We got to hit up city halls. We got to do those things that are necessary for the, for us to get these rules put in place. We need for real, for real. We need rules in place to protect us because all these other races and I'm not racist. No racist bone in my body. I can't love God and hate my brother. How can mm-hmm. let me just throw scripture out there? How can you love a guy who you've never seen, but yet hate the brother who you see every day? So I'm not that guy, but we definitely need uh, plans and rules and 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 things and uh, protection measures put in for us as well as black melanated folks. We we need that. We need that. Every other race got theirs. You know, just to go back, what a few years back, where um Asians got their their protections put in in place. Y'all remember that? Yeah. Yeah. And this was and this was like right after COVID, you know what I mean? Because people was doing heinous acts against ages, like blaming them for all of that stuff. But, you know, (laughs) never mind. But what about us? You know, we need those protections put in about us because I don't want to I don't want to start too much here. So um, go ahead, CK. All right. um, Let's just grab. uh, We got a couple comments. Um, Mark's in and then there's a gang gang. Um, and just a couple of, you know, reactions, um, from Chris and Sha. Uh, yeah, we were a mile over the speed limit coming off a hill, um, which was just ridiculous. But, um, both of you gentlemen just, just said a lot. Um, after Steph was talking, I had one thing in my head after Rod was finished, I had another thing in my head and I just throw it all together. Um, we are, we are real men. Um, with real feelings and, you know, one of the things we as men, um, have to learn is, is that our feelings are real. Um, and our feelings at times are justified. You know, we have a reason to feel this way. Um, you know, being, you know, spiritual about the matter, Jesus said, you know, be angry, but sin not. Um, so there are things that should bother us. Um, and we are called as believers to speak out against injustice. The scripture that, you know, Steph was referring to, you know, we're, we're called to, to seek out justice, not just for ourselves, but for others who are wronged. Um, I, I draw some, uh, some strength and encouragement in this particular instance from Tyree Nichols' mother. Um, who had a press conference not too long ago, and I, I want to make sure I, I mention her before we leave tonight, um, where she said she she stood there. She put on a strong face. I, I can only imagine what she's really going through, but she put on a strong face, and she said, even in this, I give God the glory. And I'm sitting there like, okay, you got my attention. Because I felt it when she said it. And she said, I really believe that there was a purpose and a reason for what just happened to my son. And as long as I believe that God allowed this to happen so that the light could be shed on the evil that goes on in the darkness. Because like Steph said, ain't no coincidence. They had no idea that the very light that was shining down on their evil was recording them. 
And she said, I believe that my son died for the purpose of exposing the evil that's going on. And I said, wow. That that said a lot. And, you know, so we have we have feelings. You know, we get angry. David, um, I'll never forget one one of my favorite songs, um, Psalm uh, uh, 59. If you go and read that, that first half of that psalm, David is telling, asking the Lord, kill all my enemies. He said, take them out, burn their children, their dogs, the sheep, everything, kill them. Um, but then the second half, he goes back and he says, you know what, God, that, that wouldn't be right. Because he understands. This is a man that's just like, you know, this is how I'm feeling. Let me throw it out there. I wish somebody would do to them what they did to Tyree. You know, that's just real. But we go back and say, but God, you know what? Let your will be done. Help me to find forgiveness in my heart. Help me not to be bitter about what's happened. Help me, God, not to cause stress or additional stress when, you know, officer whomever pulls me over. Because now he tense and I'm tense. And we, we both, you know, like about to pop and neither one of us really want that, but we both on guard. And so, you know, it's it's real and it needs to be talked about, but it takes more, you know, like 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 you gentlemen said, it takes more than than yeah, we can sit in the house and we can sit in our church and pray about it, but then we have to go and do something. Let's be a part of the solution. Let's be a part of the answer. That's why it's important. Here we go. Just he go. That's why it's important to vote. Know who you're putting in office. Know who what they believe on your local level. Because sometimes you can't get to the executive's office, but you need to be able to talk to the others who are able to talk to the others who are able to talk to the others who can influence some things. That doesn't guarantee anything, but let your voice be heard. You know, when, when we start doing things like that, you know, we, we the, the thing is, not only is it an attack, you know, and that fear thing, Rob, man, you was all over that, bro. Like, you know, I, I want you to go in a little deeper. <laughs> but that fear thing is it's also an attack on authority figures. Not, not just, you know, places that people used to put respect on. I remember, you know, folks would walk past the, yo, when I was growing up, it was a church on my corner. Old heads, they'd be smoking their cigarettes, right? They get to the church and they do one of these jobs. Put the cigarette down and keep walking by. And wouldn't put that cigarette back in their mouth until they got past because there was respect for the house of God. There's no respect there anymore. And if no respect for the house, the building itself, guess what? They don't care about the people in there. I, I remember when I was growing up, I ain't never seen no spray paint on churches. Now I drive through certain places, I'm looking at churches, the walls all tagged up. Like for real? Where's the respect? So yeah, there's an, an attack on authority. But you know, those things, man, I, I, I love what you said, Riley. Like those things, man, we got to pray about it. And, and we got to stop just seeking, you know, we, we got to start attacking at the root. Let's, let's stop, you know, we, we attack the symptoms. Let's go for the cause. And let's apply the cure to the cause of the problem. And And I mean, there's so much more that we can say about this, but I, I think for me, I'm, I'm, I think I'm done right there. Um, just because I, I don't want to drag out wrong feelings, because I feel like I need to go somewhere and pray.
That's real. That's real. Rod, you was about to say something, bro? No, I was just about to say what you just said. That's real. <laughs> that's <laughs> that's you know. real. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's that and and you know, just to you know, wrap this up, man. Listen, as I said before, and I and I, I always say it, man, look, this is real conversation from three dudes that really love Jesus, but we have feelings about certain things, and this is our platform to to vent. And, you know, we just want those that, that feel like we feel. We, we just want to give a voice to those that may not feel like they have a voice. Um, and, you know, upon all of that, um, you know, like I said, shows like this, you got to you got to share shows like this. You got to share. Them. You got to you got to tell people like, yo, listen to these dudes, man. They, they Christian dudes. They don't curse. They don't be doing none of that. But they, they be they be giving that real. And um, this is one of the, you know, our. This probably about to be about the first realest episode of, of 2023. I mean, we got a good, some good, we got all our shows are dope, but you know, <laughs> all our shows are dope. Um, but you know, you know, shows like this where we really attacking certain issues and really uh, voicing our opinions and our feelings about certain issues, man, these are the shows that people really need to share. People really need to see. So, you know, these are, these are the, these are the shows that, that, that can uphold right here. Um, so, you know, like, share, subscribe, you know, um, tell somebody about the show, you know, tell somebody about Culture Game, man. Tell somebody about these three black dudes that really just, you know, bear their hearts and souls. We laugh, we joke, um, we cry. Um, we, we do all of that, man. And we do it in front of you. To, we do it in front of an uh, audience just to let you know, like, hey, man, um, this is what it really is. You know, you know. <laughs> This is what it really is, for real, for real, man. This is what Culture Gang is about, man. Um, just raw conversation, man. And um, that's it for us, man. That's it, man. Um, we all probably gonna go somewhere and pray after this. <laughs> so, <laughs> so you know, be praying with us, man. Be praying with us, man. Culture fam, thank y'all for tuning in on tonight. Um, make sure y'all share, man. Y'all make sure y'all share, man. Uh, this was a little bit of a heavier show, but it's all good. It's all good we love y'all culture fam um on behalf of of pynck and rob man y'all know what to do like share subscribe email us culturegang316 at gmail.com um thank you chris thank you thank you thank you on behalf of, well rob bear respond to your wife rob bear <laughs> <laughs> hey man this is I love my wife, man, and I love how all of our wives are always consistent with our, with their support, you know. Um, so, yo, keep keep liking it, man. Keep sharing it. Subscribe to it. Um, you know, we're 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 humble, three humble dudes, and we ain't trying to be somebody who we ain't. We're just being who we are, um, and we and that's what we we want. We want to to show who we really are. You know what I mean? Um, and that's when <laughs> you smile. Yeah, you know. So that's that's pretty much it. I can't hear you. Yeah. You, if you see your screen, you know why I'm smiling. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, all our nicknames. Ah, <laughs> yes, sir. See how we can flip a switch? We can go from serious to laughing right, right back. You know what I'm saying? That's how we flip a switch, man. That's how we go back to lightening the mood again. But yeah, that's so funny, man. <laughs> oh man. Uh closing words, nerd man. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, um, no, great talk tonight, fellas. Um, 
you know, it's it's it, it it wasn't it was a heavy show, but it needed to be stated. Um, and you know, I I thank God for you know brothers that we can sit and we can talk about these things, and we can get that stuff out. You know, not just here. You know, it's it's I don't know about y'all, but it's easy for me to sometimes forget that the rest of the fam is there watching as we talk because believe it or not y'all this is how if it was just us three in a room together this is how we interact yeah um, you know, <laughs> yep. this, this is like genuinely us yep. Uh, so yep. you know thank you for you know thank you all like you know thank you culture fam for being a part of you know us and and you know allowing the, of this piece of our world to be a part of your world as well so you know definitely definitely all right all right, um, you know, Nerd Man, Chocolate Daddy, and Rob Bear, man, we 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 out of here. We love y'all. Make sure y'all like, share, subscribe. We'll see y'all in a couple weeks. Gang, 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 gang.